Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Across our university city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. Cambridge City Councillor has been left with a £34,000 legal bill after intervening on behalf of residents to prevent alcohol being sold in a Mill Road supermarket. Labour's Richard Robertson was trying to prevent street drinking after the council's licensing subcommittee granted an alcohol licence to the co-op. Uh, Richard is on the line now. Morning to you, Richard. Good morning, Gillian. Uh, thanks for coming on. This is a lot of money. I, I wonder, though, if we can <laughs> go back a little bit, because I thought that if you were a shop on the Mill Road in particular there was actually very little chance of being granted an alcohol licence in the first place. Well, that normally is correct. That's right, because we have uh, what we call a cumulative impact zone. There's a lot of alcohol outlets already on the street, and we try and restrain uh, further licences being granted. And there's not a shortage. You can, poss- you, you can possibly get every single alcohol known to man at one, uh, at one shop or another on on Mill Road, but the the subcommittee decided that they would allow licensing uh, to go ahead. I think they put some conditions on, including, in a, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, this almost indicates the bizarre nature of parts of this story, the fact that, uh, the, as, I, as I understand it, the subcommittee said you couldn't go, they couldn't sell a, a can of beer, but they could sell a pack of six. Well, that's right, because that's the way street drinkers tend to do buy just one can at a time. So that's, that's the reason for that. That's quite a common clause for alcohol licences, even in uh, other areas. Yeah, I, I guess but, there's a, a difference between a street drinker and someone like myself who just might, you know, um, put a six in the fridge and drink them sort of gradually over a couple of weeks or so. Um, how, as a city councillor, do you end up putting your own money forward? in all of this, or at least the risk of your own money being put forward? Because one would one would have thought that if you were acting on behalf of those people, who, people who'd elected you as a councillor in the first place, there would be some cushion coming in from the city council. Well, it is fairly unusual for a, a, a councillor to end up in this position, I'm told. Well, I'm not surprised, really. But I... Where initially, when the decision was made, a group of residents um, and I discussed the matter. They were appalled at the con- at the concept of yet another license being granted, and they wished to take an appeal. So there were five of us originally who took the appeal to the magistrates' court, but it seems logistically it would be easier for just the one person to go ahead with it. And it was you who stepped forward at that point. Yes. But I have been given enormous support by my local residents. It's, it's just incredible. The amount of money that's uh, has been granted, has been donated to, to the crowdfunding that the residents have put in place. And what's, what's that standing at at the moment? Um, it's about 6,500, I think, so far. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Are, are these like small donations or have they been as like a, you know, substantial ones to, to top it up? Well, they started off with some substantial ones, but the ball has really got going now. And uh, there's, uh, yeah, I opened my phone up this morning and the whole page was littered with listings of, of uh, announcements from the crowdfunding site that, grant, that uh, donations had been given. 
And is this? Have you been in a position like like this before? You know, I've you know as we as councillors do. You know, you pop up in the uh, the the Labour leaflets of the good works you're doing, and sometimes in the Cambridge News or in the Independent as as well. This, this strikes me as a I don't know a bit of a jump from saving a tree from uh, being cut down. Well, yeah, it is rather different. I, I think it's it's fairly un, it's extremely unusual for a councillor to take their own council to court to, to appear against the decision of their own council. But um, it's it's. I mean, I was elected, came back onto the council in 2014, and was elected to um, partly to introduce more powers for the police to do to disperse unruly street drinkers. It's only the unruly street drinkers that are the problem. I mean, other other people wandering around having a and I guess you can't really, as a as a store, whoever it is, be it the co-op or Tesco or any any other store, you can't really say, "I'm not going to serve you." Oh, I'm going to serve you because that causes a whole set of other problems. Well, no licensed premises for selling alcohol is allowed to sell to somebody who's drunk, and that and that is a very very clear law. But um, yes, you're right. Otherwise, yes, if somebody comes in wants to buy. Uh, a drink then that that would normally be okay, but when you've got a street full of alcohol outlets, and some of them selling very cheap, uh, very high strength booze, it's it's a problem. Mm. Well, I, when the, before this came up, the cop rang me up and said they they wanted to open a store. Would they, could they, could would they help them get them a license? And I said they probably wouldn't get one because of the accumulative impact zone policy. But they ploughed on. I, I suggested what they should do is do what Sainsbury's did, buy an existing store with a licence, take it over and run it as a new store in their name. But the cult didn't want to do that. Yeah, they, for those people who store. don't know this, they've taken over the um, relatively new branch of the co-op. They've taken over uh, the former, I think, Salvation Army had it immediately before them. But I think it was also actually famously Cambridge's first ever supermarket at one uh, at one point. I think that was the the fine fare that uh, uh, listeners with older memories can re- can recall. That's right. It, it was quite a large premises for for those days. Of course, nowadays it's a very small for. Some yeah, it's quite strange how these uh, how how these 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 things uh, these things change. Did did the when you know when you were in court? I presume you actually had to make an appearance for this. Did, did the, the the judge pass any any comment on the fact that uh, here was a city councillor uh, from the Labour Party on a Labour city council and uh, appearing before him, as it were? Well, no, I mean, the, 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 the legal process that the city council carries out of, <clears throat> of granting licences is, it is, a, it is a legal process. So the judge takes it, just follows on uh, and it, t- t- applies the law. But um, we, we shouldn't have ended up with a judge and in, and in Colchester as well. It should have been dealt with by local magistrates who would at least understand the, 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 the scene in Mill Road. But for technical reasons, we ended up in Colchester with a with a judge. Interesting. But, no, he didn't really pass any specific comments. He, I think it was clear he was a bit surprised because the the court turned up with an enormously expensive uh, a barrister, a QC actually, uh, and the city council also pro- provided lawyers, and I had to have a lawyer as well. So that's why all these costs built yeah. up. Yeah, and and your fellow your fellow councillors, what uh, what has their reaction been to this? Well, my colleagues in the ward are very supportive, of course. Uh, across the, the city, some of them, well, a lot of them have been amused that I went to this 
to the trouble of taking the council to court. Um, but uh, because they're not sure they, well, most councillors would not see it as their role to do that, let's face it. Mm. But I have been representing and involved in the area of Petersfield for a very long time, because I was a councillor there in the 80s as well as recently. Um, so I, I have a lot, a lot of uh, empathy and, and uh, feeling for the people of the area. And I um, have clearly seen it getting a response from them now in and the way the uh, appeal is snowballing. And the licensing committee, that's presumably, that, that's made up of councillors as well, is it? There's a licensing committee, and they and members of the committee form a panel to deal with each application. Right. So yes, the, the three councils. And the, and the members of this particular panel, it's probably a bit mean to name them, but um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happens when you pass them in the guild all these days? Oh no, I mean that we we uh, we deal with each other as individuals, as as people. Um, it doesn't. It's not a problem. Some of them were other parties. Some of them were my party. It's just the way it goes. Okay, I so I mean, they yeah. made a mistake, basically, as, as I see it. But I tried to remedy it, and I didn't didn't win, unfortunately. And what what happens now in, in terms of? I think you know we're looking at um, as we said at the, the start of this interview, we're looking at thirty four thousand pounds when everything is is all is all added together. I think it's like something like twenty eight thousand plus another four or something, or, or pretty pretty close to that. Is there any possibility that, uh, I guess is the problem now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying is there any possibility that council taxpayers would pay this bill? But I, but I guess what I'm saying is, is there, are you solely um, dependent on this crowdfunder? And if there's anything else, is that going to be out of your pocket? Yeah, it, 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 I am, the residents are determined to try and replace the money I have lost through, through these legal costs. But they're they're doing their best, and as I say, the the appeal seems to have gone viral now locally. Anyway, uh, that's not a contradiction, <laughs> um, and it, it is really taking here good momentum. So it's a good chance I'll get sub, a substantial sum back. I don't get the whole lot, well, but not not from the city council. And, and don't, dare I no, ask, no. are you are you a are you a man of means? Um, I don't know. I forget how much a council salary is these these days for councillors. It's not that much. It's probably <laughs> like three or four years worth, isn't it? This. Oh no, it's, it's several years. I mean, the the the, the, um, the allowances given by the council are not are not that great. No, but that's not. I, mean, I basically it's coming out of my savings if I don't get the money back from the, the efforts of the residents. But I mean, I I was warned several times that. I would risk this. The advice I got, or legal advice, was it was a reasonable case, and it seemed worthwhile, and certainly seemed that it's what the residents felt should should be, should be done. So I did it. And dare I ask, would you do it again? I wouldn't take on the a, a, a vast com company with incredible resources behind it. No, when I mean, they really did not want to lose this case, they employed the most uh, respected. Barrister dealing with licensing law in the country, apparently. One of the lawyers, the QC, who had to, to, to tackle in the, in the magistrate's court. But uh, you know, my advice is don't do that. It is, I have to say, Richard, that it's, it's, an, it's an astounding case. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, thankfully, that, uh, that, that crowdfunder is um, hopefully um, coming to. Re restore um, 
the the money that you've had to put in put into this. Um, uh, Richard yes, Robertson, yes. thank you very much uh, for joining us this morning on Cambridge Breakfast. Thank you, Julian. Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Cambridge One Hundred and Five.